hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of Musically Cogitating, a podcast about the relevance and importance of living contemporary music of all kinds and about how that music impacts all of our lives. It is me, your host, Siad Wells. Thank you so much for joining me here on yet another Wednesday. I am happy to announce that the podcast is six months old. So we will be celebrating all month long, maybe potentially, uh, the anniversary, the birthday uh, of this very show. It's been a lot of fun making it. I'm loving it so far. And yeah, as always, anything that I mentioned during the show will be in the show mo- the show notes and if you are enjoying this show please please subscribe and share it with a friend even more exciting news is that the podcast now has a store we're gonna cue some celebratory music here okay <laughs> you might have heard on the newsletter which if you aren't subscribed to you should totally be but the podcast has a little merch store, which is linked and located below. It's on our Buy Me a Coffee page, uh, but it'll be also in the link that is titled uh, Musically Cogitating Podcast Merch Store. And our first piece of merch is going to be a sticker and bookmark combo pack, which costs $5, and that includes shipping. So if you go to the link there, you can see what it looks like. You might have also seen on Instagram if you are following there. And as more and more things roll out and grow, I will definitely, definitely be doing some giveaways. And so I'm really excited about that. If you have any questions, feel free to email me as always. Send me a DM. We'll get it together. Quick side note, if you donate more than $5 or if you join the membership program that the podcast now has, you get one of these combo packs for free as well. Today, I wanted to just really cogitate or ruminate or think about what it's like to be a musician right now in 2021. Because I think there are a lot of new and exciting things coming up for all of us, be they shows and performances. And I don't want to forget or forsake the experiences that we've all gone through for the past year or so. I think it's important that we remember that, you know, this has been a really transformative and important time for us as people and especially as uh, artists and as musicians. You know, we'll look back on this time and as much as I don't want to relive and maybe even not remember all of what's happened during this time, I think I do want, I do want to remember it. And it's important for us to be able to look about Look, to look back on this time and to be able to understand and take away the lessons that we've learned. I'm, I'm not talking like any silver lining type of thing because that's not really something I'm concerned about at this moment, but it's just, uh, I want to, I want to be able to remember it and I want 
the historians of the future to be able to listen to this podcast and I want them to be able to say, oh, we we have a snapshot of what it was like to be a musician during what has been this really global experience. Life as a musician is generally just kind of strange <laughs> and depending on so many different things, our experiences are incredibly varied. So my experience is primarily as a classical contemporary or art music person, whatever that means, whatever you want to call it. So there are some similarities between, you know, the type of music that I primarily do and maybe the type of music that I'll do in the future or maybe even, you know, popular music, jazz, country music, rap music, all of those different kinds of music. So there are some similarities, but some differences. Uh, and that's why my experience is, well, my experience. Before all of the stages went dark everywhere, it seemed that, you know, you could decide the morning of that you were going to go to whatever show. I remember when I was living um, back in Louisville, I used to have this kind of poster on the wall in my apartment and it was all of the concerts that I was planning to go to while I lived there. So some of them I would travel for, but most of them were local and there was just so much there and I, I looked forward to it. It was a really important time for me and I think the concert experience, be it virtual or in person, is just something that is is super super important and so there would be times where I would go to some type of musical event whether it be a, a student recital of my friend or a concert or something kind of in between nearly every day and you know I felt like my life and my career was and and still is on this kind of similar path of playing concerts day in and day out and making things and creating which is which is what I want to do but of course things have changed a little bit and there is there's a different type of momentum that has come with being a performer now but also primarily as a person who is a performer and really only ever performed in in person before you know, what has been the last 16 months or so. It's not a new thing, broadly speaking, for online concerts to to be an experience that a lot of people had. They are completely and totally legitimate and highly sought after experiences. In classical music, I would say probably not so much though. It used to be really that people would kind of plop a really grainy webcam at the back of the hall and they would record the concert, but it was really for archival purposes and less and less for creating an experience for the online viewer. And having good video and audio equipment was something that I had always wanted to do and I talked about it for a really long time, but it didn't really seem like I needed it 
because I didn't really see or need it for what I was planning to do in the future. Sure, I mean, I would talk about how it would be nice to be able to make really great audition videos or or great videos to submit as playing samples for things because that that was really important but at the end of the day I was just like it's fine I'm gonna be playing a person they can get the idea from this little thing that I recorded in my closet over here but that is not really the case and little did twitch know and don't don't get me started on the idea of possibly showing a pre-recorded video as part of a performance. I think that would have been highly, highly something that people would disregard and not think that was acceptable. So there's been a lot of innovative things really happening. And I think it's been uh, really, really great. It was, again, this is probably how it will be in the future, but it was kind of typical that you would be expected to work for free or to be compensated very little. And you would do those things with, you know, the idea that, oh, you're doing it for the music, for the sake of the art, you're doing it for the exposure and for the networking, for the opportunities. And that stuff is important and it, it is priceless. Uh, but, you know, buying new cameras and buying new gear is is definitely not priceless <laughs> and you know additionally with the online kind of concert space it is more accessible for for so many groups of of people people who may not be able to afford to come to concert people who may not be able to physically attend because of a disability i mean there are just so many things and there were a few things though about the concert experience before all of this happened before this kind of dark time or virtual time that I really didn't like and that I found were really, really annoying, but I just kind of let them go. And these these pertain particularly to classical music, but sometimes you can you can find it other places. So you can't eat and you would always have to like plan dinner before or after. And I want to be able to eat while I watch jazz you know i want to be able to eat well and you probably can but I, you know say for instance florence price okay when i'm listening to uh her symphony i want to be able to eat whatever it whatever vegetarian vegan thing that i'm eating that day i want to be able to eat you can't clap during the performance if you do people people will put you out people will tell you to go you will be shamed publicly and privately and you'll be told never to come back again and that is a problem you can't talk okay when i go to somewhere especially if i go with a person i want to be able to talk to them we're sharing in this experience so no i, I don't necessarily want to be able to record it or need to but i can't talk to them and if i brought somebody with me I want to talk to them about it because that's part of the experience and in classical music anyway you're not really supposed to have your phone out you're not supposed to record anything that's happening and you know we can I could go either way about recording of you know as like a, a concert go or a person you know recording it to put it on Instagram or something I really try to limit the amount of pictures and videos that I take when I go 
to concerts and things like that but i think it's something that people want to do they want to share their experiences we live in this time in this world of sharing i mean i'm sharing with you on this podcast and in classical music in an orchestra hall you're not supposed to take your phone out and if you do the usher they might they might ask you to put it away they, they will ask you to put it away no no doubt about that so you know i didn't really love that i didn't also love that you were expected to dress in a certain way and i think this is a big 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 deterrent for a lot of people who don't feel as though they have clothes that would be acceptable uh, they don't feel like they would look a certain way or anything like that and it's just like why why do we need we're all gonna we're all gonna pack like sardines or penguins into this too small of a space there could be thousand people in here and we're all supposed to be wearing like dresses and ties and tuxes and, and all that why 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 so those are the things that i didn't really love about the concert experience before that unfortunately i think we're gonna go back to when you know the fall or next spring comes but it is what it is i mean you know i'm really all about sporting a a, a good sweatshirt uh, a nice graphic tee and my brand new snooks that i'm now wearing to a concert as a performer and as both a concert goer because that's just what feels good that's what i feel comfortable in but alas that was the experience and like i said it will probably go back to being the same way because it was just what we all knew and it was it's really hard as a single person to challenge that or to break the status quo and to not be shamed for that so that was what it was like to to be a concert goer to be a musician kind of before uh, and a little bit uh we'll get on to what it's kind of been like doing um and again there was a lot of momentum there for me and you know for all the projects that i'm involved in and some things happened and they were and there still is a lot of momentum but it, it had to kind of change and it looked it looked really different so now everything is about the video i mean y'all y'all i've never made so many videos in my life and to a point that i saw today on twitter thanks to jamie we didn't you know have time to prepare for this a lot of times organizations they'll email you a week or two weeks ahead of time and say can you make a 30 minute video and oh can you make sure it's in 4k and oh can you make sure it sounds like this and oh can you not do it in this space and oh the lighting needs to look like that and they give you two weeks and they don't pay you for it i mean what what are you really expecting to to get but now everything is just video and i think that's important i i like it i'm going to and have invested in and going to keep doing the video thing but that's just what it's it's like so right now it's become even more crucial and important for you as a musician to be involved in all of the parts of the process and it was like this before but now even more so you have to be the lighting director you have to be the producer you have to be the the video editor oh you have to be the artistic director oh you have to play the pieces you have to be involved in producing 
more or less all of the parts of your life. And I don't think that that's bad. I think that it is very tiring and stressful because it's just been something that's kind of all been sprung onto us. We didn't really have a lot of time to prepare. We had to, you know, pivot. And that's just how it was. And again, not a bad thing, but just how life has kind of been going and you know I'm a person who does enjoy doing a lot of that so I'm probably the wrong person to say it's oh it's a bad thing but I don't think it's it's definitely not sustainable for most people and it shouldn't be expected to be sustainable for people unless you know there are people who have teams of people that can help them do that but most of us are literally doing it our selves it's just how life as an artist as a person living in this world that's just what we have to do and there are a lot of people who didn't do a lot of creating during this time at least you know not in a really public way and I think that that's really valid too I, again, like I said, I had this momentum, I had this energy that I try to really keep up. And so that's why I continued to just pivot and go with whatever was coming at me. And ultimately, it's been a really, a really positive thing. So there's just lots of videos, lots of editing of things. And I've learned definitely uh, a good number of tricks uh, from from doing all of this. I remember, you know, in June or so of 2020, there were lots of organizations talking about how they were going to be really dedicated to supporting artists and they were going to do all of these things. And I think that organizations don't do a great job of supporting artists, uh, which is probably no surprise to you that I feel that way. But that is, again, another podcast episode. There was all this talk, though, about how the future was going to be different for musicians. You know, they were going to be supportive and they were going to provide work and they were going to be more inclusive and they were going to call people by the right pronouns and have bathrooms for everybody. Like all of these different things. And if I'm being honest, I don't really see too much of that being remembered or coming back into the the planning conversations and that is unfortunate but what i am learning what i've learned this time and during this time is that life as a musician right now is about you and it's about creating the art and making the things that are most meaningful and most important to you and sometimes the things that are meaningful to your audience because they're noticed and they're interested in it's important to you know make some things they like sometimes because you know they do support you but ultimately it's it's about you and I think this need or in the past people weren't too into making art that was theirs truly theirs and of their voice is because there was a lot of anxiety and fear and scarcity and I will say that that is still in the community because we don't know what is to be in the future you know when will people be comfortable going to a space with ninety thousand other people when will 
you know, chamber series be back? Will that chamber series that took the past 19 months off be able to make a comeback? Will students be in person again? Will there be gigs? And we don't know. But what we do know is that, you know, we have to create the art that we want to be in the world. And we have to find some way to monetize it, whether it be through our own channels and projects, the stickers, or through through other means and through other mediums. And I think it's it's all okay and it's all beautiful. In the future, I'm hoping that organizations can remember what they said that they were going to do for musicians once gigs and things came back. I hope they continue to support musicians, to pay us our worth, to believe in the art that we have to make, and that they are doing the very best that they can to bring audiences and musicians together in the same space to create meaningful moments through music. So that's been life as a musician in 2021-ish, the panini, the pandemic, the panty, all of of the past uh, time. So don't forget to follow this podcast on social media and on the website. Like I mentioned earlier, if you are not signed up for the newsletter, then you should be because I announce some special things over there. Buy your stickers and your bookmarks. It's $5 through the link in the show notes. If you are loving this podcast and I know that you are, please subscribe, give it a rating, join the show, join the membership and do all of those beautiful podcasty things. So that is all that I have for you today. Thank you again for listening. And as always, I will be back in two weeks with the next episode of the Musically Cogitating Podcast. Until then.